the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. UTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Violence in Milwaukee, leaving 20 people injured in a pair of shootings overnight. Authorities say none of those injuries believe to be life-threatening. Demonstrators are rallying around the nation in face of the anticipated Supreme Court decision that could overturn Roe v. Wade. More than 380 events going on, the largest gatherings in New York, Chicago, and L.A. Upcoming primary elections for state Supreme Court seats in several states, putting the spotlight on how such races across America have grown in importance. The Brennan Center for Justice says roughly $97 million has been spent on the state's Supreme Court locations and elections during the 2019 into the 2020 election cycle. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios and the Northern Alliance Radio Network, broadcasting from the Minnesota GOP Statewide Convention in Rochester. For today's sunshine, a high in the upper 70s. Should be a nice weekend, all in all. Hey, we've a new broadcaster joining us here come Monday. Brandon Tatum joins us from 5 to 8 p.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and Minnesota and the entire world via the miracle of the Internet. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot, live at the Rochester Civic Center, deep in Kim Norton country, yet nonetheless an elephant in a room full of elephants in the room that is, in fact, the elephant in the room that is Rochester. Boy, that's a meta, uh, that's, that's a Dennis Miller caliber meta reference, isn't it there, Brad Carlson? <laughs> I love it, yeah. Yeah, we're just, uh, you know, people uh, patiently waiting for the last uh, minute and a half till they cast their votes for the fourth ballot. 
Fourth ballot. Uh, it's basically a three-way race, um, you know, coming down to uh, between uh, Scott Jensen, Mike Murphy, and Kendall, Kendall Qualls. Qualls. Uh, Paul Gazelka is officially out. Does he get to make a statement before he officially drops? Because he, he, I believe out. if he wants to, he can. And okay. I don't know. Uh, they're, they're about to call the uh, can, uh, the delegates back to the floor to vote. Okay. Uh, figuratively speaking, I think uh, I they were just announcing something about candidate speeches. I didn't get my headphone off in time, but there might be speeches. There might be uh, before we get to the next vote. They'll have three minutes each. I believe they said the order was uh, Qualls, Gazelka, Murphy. Okay. And, yeah. All right. And then, and then Jensen, uh, yeah. presumably. And maybe Gazelka. Well, he was. Well, we'll have to see. We'll know in a moment here. We got. Uh, there's a timer counting down. I'd assume that counting down was towards the fourth ballot, which is the next ballot to come here, which uh, it'll be interesting. This will be the. Uh, this will be an interesting ballot to see, uh, to, to be perfectly obvious. And <laughs> uh, that if, if there, we don't start seeing some motion between these three essentially tied candidates. I mean, within the, I got to say, they, they're within the statistical margin of error of each right, other at this right. point, Brad Carlson. Yeah, as we, as we mentioned previously, I mean, there is a hard deadline of 6 p.m. Got to be done, out of here. So if it's pretty apparent that there isn't much of a needle moving between the top three, I mean, do the delegates sense, does someone make a motion, say, hey, we just vote, it goes no endorsement, and let's get to the final order of business, which is recertifying our affiliates? I mean, is that, is that still very much a salient issue among the delegates here? Uh, you know, remains to be seen. But uh, yeah. to your point, I'm going ser- to be curious to see if the needle moves at all yep. uh, in this uh, fourth ballot. You know, do Gazelka's 60 votes or whatever he had? Does that get distributed equally? They are the going three. to candidate speeches now. They are going okay. to candidate speeches right now. So Give we'll us updated, Lee Michaels. Yeah, we'll we gotta, see if there's anything yeah. interesting going on here. So right now, so let's talk about the affiliates, uh, affiliates again, Brad Carlson. Because I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to sound off a little bit here, and I suspect you, you may not disagree with me entirely here. This is a couple uh, conventions and gubernatorial years where we've had to deal with a little outburst of, of, of I don't know, you call it. Um, uh, disagreement with certain with with, with certain populations that have uh, emerged within the GOP. A few years ago, there was a uh, a move to say that if you're you're a Muslim, you shouldn't be uh, an elected Republican official in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I was quite vocal about rejecting that, uh, and, it, and it got shut down completely at the state convention uh, the last time it came up. I believe mm-hmm. it was two years ago, yeah. um, perhaps four years ago. It's hard to keep all, track of them all these days uh, because I mean, if there's anything, I mean, there there are there's a current of people People in the Republican Party who say, "Yeah, if you're a if you're a Muslim, you, it's not compatible with being an American, much less with being a Republican." And I, to which I have to respond, "Boy, if there's anything more American than 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 getting a house in Burnsville with a white picket fence, it's coming out as a Republican." Holy cow! I mean, you could it, it just those are things that are not compatible with each uh, each other here. If someone actually goes to the opprobrium in a community like the Somali community, mm-hmm. where we had an excellent candidate for CD five, Shukri Abdirahman, Muslim U.S. Army veteran, uh, and and putting it out there to run for office against Ilhan Omar as a Republican. I mean, this is this is going above and beyond the call of duty to be an American. So yeah. discriminate against them within the party at your own peril if you're up against me on this. I, I have no patience and tolerance for that. Now, apparently the the, the, the quabble, squabble yesterday over the uh, affiliates hinged around a uh, motion by one representative uh, from the first CD who will go unnamed because he's a longtime friend of the broadcast. 
who wanted to decertify the log cabin Republicans. And around and around and around it went. And as I said a couple segments ago, Brad Carlson, uh, if there's anything that, uh, I mean, say what you will about. Oh, look at this. Oh, here we go. I think we know where Paul Gazelka is. Uh, as we're watching here right now, uh, Paul Gazelka is taking the stage with Kendall Qualls and uh, Mary Giuliani Stevens and uh, Michelle Benson. Michelle Benson. And her husband. Yeah. And her husband. Yeah. This okay. will be interesting. Michelle Benson, of course, withdrew from the race a couple weeks ago, and yet here she is. So I uh, almost wish we had a direct line to the stage here to hear this speech here right now. Kendall Qualls speaking right now. And uh, I'll wait for you guys to give me some hint as to what's going on here right now. But uh, Paul Gazalkas currently sitting around 6% of the vote being dropped uh, without any recourse in the matter. But he's apparent, I would guess... I don't think I'm going too far out on a limb to say that he is going to be throwing whatever support he has to. Yeah, he got 127 votes after the third ballot. Paul Gazelka getting to the microphone right now with a uh, stage full of lieutenant governor candidates and his uh, spouse. Paul Gazelka speaking right now. I can't hear what he's saying through my headphones. And, of course, we can't go having any dead air here, Brad Carlson. No, I will rely on you to... Feed the information. He has just thrown his votes. To I didn't Kendall hear Qualls. that much. Yes, he yes. Throws his vote to, to Kendall Qualls. Yep. And the uh, Qualls crowd is uh, on its feet out on the floor here right now. So this just got even more interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's see what Michelle Benson has up her sleeve here. This is going to be interesting. Now, of course, Michelle Benson doesn't technically have any delegates, right? But Michelle Benson, who was your candidate, yes, is uh, coming up to the stage right now. She'll always be my candidate, Mitch Berg. <laughs> and uh, without going into any details, I mean, she was my uh, my horse in this race up until she withdrew as well. And uh, Michelle Benson looks like she is about ready to put her support and uh, perhaps any residual delegates who were in her camp that have uh, dispersed elsewhere in the past two weeks. That'd be, uh, that'd be quite the uh, uh, crazy move if all of a sudden she endorses Murphy or Jensen while on the stage with Kendall Qualls. You know what? <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's Let's not, be honest. She's up there with... Here, here's how this is going to play. Yes. You have two sitting Minnesota state senators throwing their support behind Kendall Qualls. Yep. yep. And I and, know and a it's couple these, of delegates. All of a sudden, Kendall Qualls is the establishment. That's, I, I, we see how this is going. I, I personally know a few delegates who were Michelle Benson people, you know, coming into here, but because she wasn't here, were behind somebody else. So you're going to see people who were here, Benson people, I, that this will have an impact with. I oh, personally yeah. know quite a number of them here. Yeah. So this should be, uh, this could be a bit of a game there changer potentially. Yep. So there it Mich- is. Michelle Benson, who left the race, uh, by the way, up on stage, uh, uh, Kendall Qualls coming back to the stage. To the microphone. So we've got moving on to the fourth ballot here uh, right now. I, I think that suffices as uh, Paul Gazelka's uh, speech. We should be hearing from, uh, I believe, Mike Murphy and uh, Scott Jensen should be following Kendall Qualls to the page here shortly. So we've got a couple of three-minute candidate speeches that will uh, be, be, be coming up next and then moving on to the fourth ballot. So, uh, Okay. Yeah, this is uh, this is getting any less interesting here, folks. Yeah, I mean so. Scott Jensen led the first couple of ballots, fell to second place, barely in second place behind Mike Murphy after the third ballot. So, yep. You know, if if Scott Jensen goes down another tier to third place, I mean, again, can't emphasize enough, he was the first Republican gubernatorial candidate to declare he yep. was running, and he's raised the most money and has got national recognition. And if he continues to go down in the endorsement battle, that's a terrible sign for the Jensen it, campaign. It would be a terrible sign for this stage of the Jensen campaign. Of course, it's no been question. fairly clear he's going to go to primary if he doesn't go out, uh, come out of here with the endorsement, which right. 
Yeah, I don't know if there's a reserve of candidate of delegates out there, unless, as some have suggested, there is uh, a reserve of candidates parked out there. And I don't know if you see candidates parking through the fourth ballot in right. the real world here. Uh, Lacey Johnson coming on stage, who is the lieutenant governor candidate for Mike Murphy, mayor of Lexington, Minnesota. Murphy candidate, uh, Murphy campaign coming up on the uh, stage. Mark Bischofsky is giving a speech. Mark, uh, long time, uh, several time guest on my broadcast. He's a, uh, you've heard his story. He's a uh, radiology technician who lost his job for yes, standing right. up to the vaccination. And this is a, an outsider thing. He's uh, running in District 53A, I believe. And uh, Kurt Dowd is pushing a primary opponent against him right now. So this is the this is the insurgent wing of the GOP up on stage right now. Lacey Johnson, who ran for the third CD uh, a couple of years ago in the last cycle. Mike yeah. Murphy, mayor of, uh, of, of Lexington, who has run a very capable insurgent outsider campaign so far. Uh, still up on the podium right now. And uh, with Mark Bischofsky giving a... Stemwinder of a speech. Mark was scheduled to come on the show here today, but he's clearly a little busy yeah. in demand here today. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's just it. That seems to be the theme. Everybody is trying to declare themselves as the outsider candidate because, and, and again, as you alluded to earlier, that's what Trump started, drawing yep. a lot of people into the process that normally weren't involved. And then, you know, you see something like what happened in Virginia. Glenn Youngkin gets uh, elected governor. You get a uh, truck driver ousting the uh, Senate majority leader in the state of New Jersey. Yep. You know, you're seeing that wave of outsiders that are coming in being part of the process. So that is very appealing. And so, yeah, I could see how Mr. Bischofsky is in great demand. Here. Yeah, I, absolutely. So here's, here's the question I have about the dynamics of this vote here. Uh, it, for, and, and by the way, Brad, if you get a second to count out, if every single Gazelka vote goes to uh, goes to Kendall Qualls, where does that take the race here? Certainly not to 60%. Yeah, that would um, put him uh, at seven, a little over 750 total votes. So how Which many delegates are there? 2,054 last I checked. So that would put Kendall Qualls at 36.5%, best case scenario. So it's a long way to 60 from there. It is. So, it is. so, so if we're, if we're going to assume that this campaign breaks out over two polls here with the, the anti-establishment, the insurgent poll, which is Mike Murphy, uh, who looked like he just woke up from uh, a, a two-cocktail evening, <laughs> as always, as Jack Tomzak puts it, uh, very capably. Waiting for him to start singing Rubber Biscuit here any second <laughs> That's now. Right. So. <laughs> That's right. You go hungry. It's, uh, it's an hour and a half to Minneapolis. It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses. We've got a pack of cigarettes and half a tank of gas, uh, he says to the uh, the Insurgent Brothers, Kendall. I understand that reference. Yeah. That's, that's actually right. Yeah. Ask your parents, kids. Mike Murphy speaking right now. Uh, so if we see this as a battle between two poles right now, Mike Murphy uh, on the Insurgent side and the uh, and the Kendall Qualls as the establishment side, uh, the establishment, by the way, a non-elected official right, at this point. Right. Where does that leave Scott Jensen? What poll, what audience does he have? Yeah, he, he, he's got his hardcore supporters who aren't going to budge, and I don't yep. know that that's going to be enough. So there's no way we're getting an endorsement of all three of these gentlemen staying in the race. It does not look like that at all here. We'll find out soon. When we come back, uh, Priya Samsundar from the Republican National Committee, a longtime uh, f- a friend of this broadcast, will be joining us here So uh, in just a moment here. Uh, Mike Murphy leaving the stage right now. Uh, we will have Scott Jensen coming up in a moment. Let's... Take a break. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty. The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is really just getting underway.
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune into Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune into Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce Reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Brad Carlson, Mitch Berg, live at the uh, Rochester Convention Center. Uh, we are watching candidate speeches after the, uh, after the uh, just before the fourth ballot, I should say. We're waiting on ballot number four. Uh, Matt Burke and Scott Jensen leaving the stage right now to a wave of applause as we are looking at, essentially, statistically, a three-way tie right now. Uh, and with us to discuss that, uh, from the Republican National Committee, am I right? Yep. Another new gig, new year. Priya Samson, our longtime fan of this broadcast. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Priya. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, busy today, huh? 
incredibly busy. I mean, the whole weekend has been incredibly busy. Obviously, yesterday we got through a lot of business endorsing a state auditor, a secretary of state, and an AG candidate. Uh, all great candidates who are definitely going to give Democrats a run for their money in November. And, you know, now we're in the process where, you know, we've got 2,000 delegates who are, are sitting on the floor right now vetting these gubernatorial candidates and are working hard to come out of this convention with an endorsement before 6 o'clock tonight. Yeah, now, I'm curious, Priya. I don't know if you've heard anything uh, through your work in the crowd here, but uh, after the AG endorsement last night when Jim Schultz uh, was endorsed after Doug Wardlow dropped out, Wardlow then said to Bloys Olson that he was not going to a primary. And then I see a tweet from Wardlow this morning indicating, well, we're uh, prayerfully considering what to do moving forward in our campaign. Have you heard anything more on the uh, Wardle campaign, Priya Samzendar. You know, basically what I've heard is, is basically what they've tweeted out is that they are going to prayerfully consider, you know, what their next steps are going to be. And they're continuing to campaign and, and uh, they're going to continue working with their, their campaign folks to kind of figure out what those next steps look like. Uh, obviously, uh, I believe... Uh, Wardlow did put out either on Twitter or Facebook, you know, something along the lines of not throwing your signs out just yet. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Republicans in this facility over this weekend made a decision on who their AG candidate was. They chose, in their opinion, who they thought could take on Keith Ellison in November. They made that decision. That is who the party is going to work with going forward from now till November. Yeah, and whatever you folks in uh, listening to us now think of that particular race, I, I, you know, and again, it's been kind of uh, Charlie Brown trying to kick the football before Lucy pulls it away for since 2006, but there was legitimate optimism that uh, Jim Schultz matches up very well against Keith Ellison. Even people who have completely abandoned the Republican Party, don't even come to any meetings anymore, were enthusiastic about a Jim Schultz candidacy and thought the delegates did very well. It's very rare that established Republicans, former Republicans, and Republicans who actually come to meetings like this are in agreement, and it's Jim Schultz seemed to galvanize that. So let's hope Doug is good for his word and does not take it to a primary. And I think, too, what's really important to mention about what we're seeing con on convention weekend is that, you know, this isn't your typical convention like what we've seen in the past. You know, they did a, a test question at the beginning of convention yesterday yep. where it said, how many of you, is this your first convention? More than half, 55% of the people in this room, there are 2,000 delegates on this floor. More than half of them said, this is my first convention. Yep. And that is huge because it's talking about about the groundswell. It's talking about the opportunity and it's talking about the enthusiasm that Republicans have statewide yeah. to beat Democrats this fall. And, and by the way, I'm here to testify to the statewide enthusiasm. I, I, I live in one of the most hopeless districts in the state. <laughs> and for the first, second time in my memory, we filled all, not only of our delegate positions, but all of our alternate positions. This never happens in District 65, Sandy Pappas country. And, and they were almost all new people. I mean, you, you look at the delegates uh, in my district. I, I know most of the lifers in my district uh, by, by name and there's a whole bunch of people I barely I, I only recognize from the convention. I should tell you something, I think, Priya Simpson-Dark. Absolutely. And I think, too, like what you're seeing is that these folks are, are dedicated to the process. I mean, to get to convention and be a delegate, it's not something that you just, you know, walk into and fall into by chance. This yeah. is a process that you have to start 
at, uh, at caucuses back in February. You have to go to convention after convention. You have to fight for the delegate spot. I mean, that is such a, it's a commitment. It's a dedication that you have to commit to. And these people that more than half, more than a thousand people have said, this is, this is the commitment I'm going to make to, to make a difference in my community. That's huge. And not only are they dedicated, but they bring something that I think only a newbie brings. I mean, if you've been to a bunch of conventions, if you've been to uh, through the process a few times, you can kind of think, okay, somebody, there's some tactical reasons for maybe to go to no endorsement here or to maybe vote for no one or to, to, to park uh, ballots somewhere. Yeah, I could sit and uh, No, first time around, you are full of whiskey and vinegar, <laughs> and you want to get some results for all the effort that you've been putting into this bad boy here so far. And I, I, I hearing people booing, not Pete Stauber, but the decision to let a congressman speak before going to the next ballot, that tells you there's people out there chomping at the bit like a Doberman that hasn't eaten. I mean, people are super excited. I mean, they just watch how quickly they got through the process yesterday oh, to yeah. get us an SOS candidate, an AG candidate, an auditor candidate. Folks are excited about that. You could see that optimism and that excitement. Yeah. So it's no surprising that folks are excited. But at the same time, as somebody who's known Congressman Stauber for, for years and have worked with this campaign, it broke my heart to see... One of the nicest congressmen in the United States uh, House of Representatives oh, yeah. get treated like that as he uh, decided to go up on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I see Mike Murphy uh, working the room right now, so uh, he's uh, making it happen there. That yeah. is for sure. But, yeah, to, to yours and Priya's point, you know, the enthusiasm that you have among these people first time in the process. And, again, uh, our audience is mixed yep. uh, regarding their sentiments or feelings about Donald Trump. But make no mistake, this, this definitely is the Trump effect. People who have not been active in the process see that they actually can go out and make a difference. I mean, you know, we, we recall last November, we were talking about that earlier, when a truck driver ousts the Senate Majority Leader in the state of New Jersey, that's what we're seeing, and people are more enthusiastic about the process, saying, yeah, maybe we can make a difference. Maybe it isn't just uh, the establishment putting their boots on the proverbial throats of, of the citizenry. We can go out and, and make a difference if there is an issue you can uh, glom onto. And there's myriad issues in the state of Minnesota right now. Priya Samsundar? No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. There is a there are a lot of issues between a federal what we've seen with Joe Biden and what's gone on in D.C. and across the country over mm -hmm. the last uh, 18 months or so. And, and what we've seen from Tim Walls during the covid uh, pandemic, what we've seen from the riots in Minneapolis and how he chose to handle that situation. I think when you combine that, not to mention the other issues that we're seeing on a local level regarding school boards and what's being taught yes. in our schools, how school boards are treating parents. I mean, we've heard the stories about school boards doxing parents and calling uh, their workplaces in Minnesota trying to get them fired for yeah. just merely commenting about something that happened in a school board or a PTA meeting. I mean, that gets parents upset. And so they're taking ownership of what's going on in their communities. And I think that's also the reason why you're seeing such a groundswell of support and new faces at, at convention this year. And, and that you, can, you can sense that there's probably some internal polling out there that shows this is not just a flash. I mean, you see oh, yeah. Angie Craig running ads on morning TV before Easter on election year. Something something is brewing out there. She's worried about the Kistner campaign before there was a Kistner campaign here right now. So you, you have some perspective from a national level working for the RNC. I, one of the great, one of the things that, that we in Minnesota are constantly looking at is, okay, are, is, there, is the RNC going to get behind any races around here? What's your sense about how, nationally speaking, the National Party is considering races here in Minnesota? So for the RNC, we're really focused on taking back the House and the Senate, right? Because 
you know, we understand yeah. that what Joe Biden is doing on a national level affects everybody. You know, no matter if you're a single mom with two kids trying to, you know, make ends meet or your family for living in the suburbs or if you're a farmer out in western Minnesota, yeah. everyone's affected by those policies. And so it's important for us to provide a check on Joe Biden heading into uh, the 2024 presidential election. So our main oh, yeah. focus is, is getting... Uh, the opportunity to take back the House and the Senate. So we're going to be focused on two very important races this cycle down in Minnesota. The first congressional district, obviously, with the late uh, Congressman Jim Hagedorn, who passed away earlier this year. That's going to be a seat that Democrats think that they can take back because in 2018, that was a seat held by Tim Walz very soundly. Yep. So we need to make sure that we can retain that seat for another for the rest of the cycle and then again for two years after that. And then obviously, Angie Craig's district is going to be huge, not only for taking back the House and Senate, but again, if we can rack up enough votes in the second district where, frankly, we have a lot of voters in suburban areas who are going to be looking for opportunities to vote for someone other than Tim Walls, <laughs> Angie Craig, and the whole nine yards, that's also going to have an impact on races statewide. And if we can turn out enough votes in, in the second district, in the third district, and even in the suburbs of five and four, I mean, that's an opportunity to win statewide. Yeah, absolutely, and that's an excellent point. I mean, we've been talking about on this uh, on these airwaves forever, Mitchburg. You know, the fourth and fifth Republicans don't necessarily need to win them, but you can't write them off as statewide candidates anymore. You have to get in there and and get some of the votes. Um, just for a, a logistical question, maybe you could answer this, Priya. I know I've asked this on air. Uh, the general election for the special in CD one, how it currently is formed, takes place in August, the same day as the primary for the n- new CD one. Any idea? Can candidates run concurrently in both races? Do we know how that works? Yes, curious so about that. they will be able to run concurrently. Obviously, okay. in the next week and a half, uh, we do have the special primary or special election primary right. for the first district race to fill the remainder of Congressman Hagedorn's seat. Um, so that takes place in like the next week and a half uh, towards the end of May. That candidate will go on to be on the August ballot for the special election primary. Once they win, they will fill out that term from August to January. But at the same time, candidates running for the November election will be able to run concurrently uh, for the August primary as well. And then whoever wins that will be on the November ballot. It's very right. confusing. I think, I think Homer Simpson but. once said it best. Could you repeat the part about the stuff where you said all the things? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's as good. Yeah, as I, th- I did follow. I think I did follow. That's that, as good so as an explanation yeah. as I've ever heard, Priya Simpson. Thank you very much. Well, th- thank you very much for coming out here and joining us today. It's always a pleasure. And uh, boy, did we pick a fun convention to get together at, didn't we? Huh? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you again for having me. Always a pleasure, Priya Simpson, Priya. for the Republican. National Convention here, uh, who, by the way, I'm told covers like 11 states here. So I'm thinking, boy, i got to put some uh, j- momentum behind John Hoven here. He's going to need some help out there. He, he might win by less than a three-digit margin. Oh, can't have that going on. <laughs> That's so. right. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, coming up next segment, we're going to be talking with Senator Dave Osmeck, who might have an opinion or two about a thing or two. You never Trying know. Trying to get him to come out of his shell here, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of an introvert, but we'll do the best we can. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Rochester Civic Center as we head towards ballot Number four coming up in just a couple minutes here. We should have four ballots out of the way by the time we go off the air here, hopefully. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Be right back. I just might stop to check you out. Let me go Was your home impacted by the recent hail and windstorms that hit the metro this week? Hoffman Weber Construction can provide a free damage inspection for you. 
Hoffman Weber is rated Minnesota's best roofing contractor by the Star Tribune and has over 15 years of local storm damage experience. Many of their customers say their home or HOA is better than before the damage. To book your free inspection today, contact your local storm damage pros. Hoffman Weber Construction. Go to hwconstruction.com. That's hwconstruction.com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. How would you like to learn to be a better photographer for half the regular price? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. Regular price for this five-lesson package is $500. Now just $250. Only five of these special offers from Wayne Moran are available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Retirement is full of them. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will be talking about some of the decisions that retirees make that they come to regret later. Whether financial, non-financial, or lifestyle decisions, make them wisely because the stakes are high. Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them now at 855-231-6010. AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Fortuitous timing, Mitch Burr. Yeah, almost impeccable broadcast timing here. The results of the fourth ballot are in. Kendall Qualls has taken the lead with 37.3%. Scott Jensen holding in second with 34.22%. That would be 65 votes separating the two of them. Mike Murphy... Uh, even though he has garnered uh, the support from the Neil Shaw contingent, has dropped to 27.96. It's not a big drop, but it's a drop. Not probably what we expected to see at this point, I don't think. We are down to a three-person race, Qualls, Jensen, and Murphy. Yeah, if you're uh, talking raw votes, Murphy dropped 75 votes from the third to the fourth ballot. So, 
We'll talk about yeah. a little bit of strategy when we uh, a little later on here. But right now, it's my pleasure to welcome Senator Dave Osmek, who I seem to run into at these things all the time over the last 15 years of these things, uh, from teller to Uber teller, uh, apparently. Uh, you're the organizer of the convention here, as I recall. Here. I am the co-chair. Uh, uh, good to see you all conservative infidels here in Rochester. That's right. Always good to be here, Dave Osmek. And, and uh, you've run a pretty tight ship here today. Uh, first of all, kudos on the electronic balloting. That has been a real game changer for broadcasters. It's working. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of complaints here right now. And boy, the idea that we are heading for ballot number five while we're still on the air, as opposed to maybe getting through two of them the the way it always has been in the past, is a little short of miraculous. So so major kudos for that, Senator Osmek. I won't take credit for this. It is the staff of the MNGOP and the electronic devices that they've worked all the bugs out on. And I think every campaign is now accepting the fact that this works. Yep, and I think I think it's been interesting to watch the DFL message machine uh, trying to take its little shots at some of the logistical issues of getting a couple thousand people jammed through the doors in 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, drawing oh, attention just to wait to their convention next week. Yes, looking at, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've talked with people in the past few weeks who grew up in East Germany and talking about uh, getting between the two Berlins back in the <laughs> 1970s and said, boy, we don't know how we good we had it uh, compared to the DFL convention next week, Senator Osbeck. No, so. we're doing a good job. We ran a good ship. We got the rules done yesterday without too much bloodshed. Yep. Um, a lot of people are, you know, there's some people that really love to argue about rules until they're blue in the face, but oh, we God. got that done and got through what we had to get through and started the and got three endorsements done in an afternoon yeah that's shocking am, that's amazing and in a room full of new people the idea i, I mean 55 60 percent of the convention is people who are on their first time around right and the idea of of having a huge abstruse rule fight in front of a room full of newbies uh just basically tailor-made to send people running for the exits and never get involved in republican party right. politics again could not be happier about that senator osmack oh i'm i'm very happy we're going to get this done i do need to run i, I want to talk about some stuff but uh i've been i've been doing people yeah uh, we calls. got to organize the next set of speeches we got three minute speeches coming up we're going to take another ballot we're going to get this sucker done i think by four o'clock okay so, all right always good to see you sorry i couldn't stay no, longer but good, duty sir. calls no problem <laughs> go to it here uh definitely uh, see, let's talk about the other endorsements real quick here. There were there, there have been a bunch of them. Yesterday, of course, we had Ryan Wilson endorsed for state auditor. Ran unopposed, near as I can tell. He'll be on the Northern Alliance Radio Network right at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Uh, absolutely. So that that's, uh, that's excellent. Of course, a longtime friend of this broadcast, Kim Crocker. Uh, Crockett. W- Crockett. Crockett. I always mix that up here. It's As hard to tell. Crockett. All of her uh, all of her signs were torn down some time ago since they didn't have a <laughs> disclaimer line at the bottom. Whoops. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, perhaps not for uh, boding well for uh, for the, the state's top election law official. But, no, in fact, uh, Kim, Kim Crocker, longtime friend of the broadcast here, endorsed for Secretary of State yesterday. Two-way race, of course, Kelly John and Byrne. Uh, again, uh, either one of them I would have gone for a, in a heartbeat. And, of course, the uh, big contentious race last night, the attorney general race, and that uh, did, did finally come up with an endorsement. Uh, Schultz, uh, Jim Schultz uh, wound up with the endorsement here. That was amazing to watch. Uh, the first ballot had Doug Wardlow uh, ahead by about three, four points. It was like 46 to 42, if I remember right. Tad Jude uh, with about 12%. Then Tad Jude dropped out through his support behind Jim Schultz. Yep. All of a sudden, the next ballot, Jim Schultz has like 58%. Yep. Something like that. It was incredible, and that's when Doug Wardlow uh, moved on. 
and shortly thereafter told Bloys Olson he was not going to a primary after yep. consulting with the staff. And now we're seeing tweets today and Facebook posts saying, well, we're going to prayerfully consider our next move as if, he, as if he's leaving that door open, which would be going back on his word, saying he would abide by the endorsement even before he said last night he's not going to a primary. So stay tuned for that one. But like we were talking about with Preya, there's definite enthusiasm around the attorney general's race, provided yeah. we get in a good candidate. And Jim Schultz, uh, even amongst non-Republicans or former Republicans, is someone that people were getting behind after the delegates here endorsed him. So uh, let's hope that that's uh, how it comes to fruition. Dennis Smith had said from day one he's going to a primary. Yep. Uh, who knows how he'll fare. But, uh, yeah, he, he, that's the one to watch because we've been saying, you know, uh, for weeks that's the best race the most formidable race for the GOP to end their long losing streak in statewide races yeah I mean here's hoping we can end our losing streak with several of them but the attorney yes. general race was close last time with Doug Wardlow it was the closest uh, in a Democrat wave year in a Democrat wave year yeah. uh, when uh, GOP did not do well uh, I mean held on statewide we'll, we'll give them that but uh, in a year when we were expected to do worse that was the one where we perhaps outperformed expectations yes. uh, the energy behind the Schultz campaign I will say has been uh, impressive so far I will give them that it's been uh, excellent seeing their performance uh, so far I mean I, I knew nothing about the guy uh, before this this race here you and didn't he, listen to my show on Sunday when he was on a few other weeks ago. than that come on Mitch Bragg. that was my introduction just having fun with you Mitch <laughs> that's right, no problem at all <laughs> no I've had Jim Schultz on the broadcast as well here and it's, sure. it's, it's going to be uh, – I'm looking forward to uh, supporting him. Uh, Dennis Smith, I mean, he certainly has his supporters, and he certainly has reasons to support him. But uh, I, I, I have to hope that Saner heads prevail and that we can get everyone behind the, the, the endorsed candidate here bright right. and early because opportunity's knocking here, folks. Well, and I think I, I saw a uh, – you know, speaking of former Republicans who used to come to these conventions all the time and then got uh, dismayed by – uh, the Trumpification of the party. Uh, this person, who I know personally, is a is a lawyer and flat out tweeted, you know, for me it's an easy decision: the the candidate with a law license or the <laughs> candidate without one. Yeah. So you know, and I think that's kind of the sentiment that's going to follow. Is you yeah. know, you don't necessarily have to be an attorney to be an attorney general. Hello, Keith Ellison, uh, yeah. licensed attorney, I should say. That's right. But. Uh, that's obviously something that is going to resonate with people that are getting out and just go vote. That's the extent of their political involvement. They just go vote and they say, well, why wouldn't I vote for someone who has a law license as opposed to someone who doesn't have a law license? So, yeah, that's that's certainly something that is going to sway a lot of folks uh, that, again, the only part of the pro political process they're involved in is voting, you know, every other November. So. Yep, absolutely. Uh, beyond that, we have uh, the other uh, endorsed candidates uh, speaking here today. We had uh, we had Cicely Davis, uh, who's running for CD5. Very impressive speech, very impressive candidate. Yes, she is. Uh, and and you know, it's, a, it's only a shame she's in CD5. I mean, she will do a good, uh, as good a performance as anyone possibly could in that district, I have a hunch. She's uh, reported, told me this morning money is just pouring into her district right now, which wow. I guess it, it helps to be running against Ilhan Omar and helps to be running against a poster child for everything the GOP is against. So there is, uh, there's a certain amount of that uh, to be said there. But also Pete Stauber, of course, uh, spoke here today. And uh, we, a number of, of course, uh, Tyler Kistner, who has a great, as Priya Samsundar said, has a, has a marquee chance of going to Congress. And uh, I think Angie Craig knows it in the 2nd District. I mean, she was literally 
in early to mid-March was, uh, sorry, mid-March, I should say, well before Easter, was running morning TV spots. Yeah, this has basically been a swing district ever since John Klein retired. Yeah. I mean, you had Jason Lewis winning in 16, Angie Craig winning close races in 18 and 20. Yep. And now, yeah, in a Republican wave year, very much a a swing district. So it be interesting to watch. Uh, One uh, point of order, uh, is Lee Michaels listening? Lee, I got a... uh, you could probably answer this. Got a direct message on the Narn Facebook page from a listener uh, who's angry and frustrated and confused that we wouldn't have a microphone at the main podium so we could actually hear directly from the candidates who are speaking. Uh, please explain why you made that decision. I don't know that we uh, can make those decisions, ma'am, but I'll let Lee Michaels answer now, the, the, that one. The, the pool feed, we probably could have done that. Uh, the other thing is, in years past, we've done that. You never know when the candidates are speaking. You're joining them mid-speech. And when we hit a hard break, I, you never want to cut a candidate off in mid-speech. Yes. So there you go, ma'am. I, we appreciate the feedback, but uh, there's uh, from uh, Lee Michaels, our operations manager. Just logistically, it, it wasn't the most prudent thing. So. Yep. Speaking of logistics, it appears that we're getting ready for the next, uh, I believe this is the third round of candidate speeches. The three candidates yeah. who still remain in the race. Kendall Qualls, who's currently leading with just a little over 37%. Uh, of course, Scott Jensen in number two right now. And Mike Murphy, who is uh, faded by a few points. Uh, over the last race, uh, over the last ballot here. Uh, we're going to get one more round of candidate speeches. This will be interesting to see what happens here. So, tell you what, since we're going to be teeing up candidate speeches and we got at least one more guest to get here and some conferring to do, how's about we take a slightly early break right now and uh, and, and as the as they're taking care of some of their business uh, up on the stage here, let's, uh, let's, let's come back in three minutes. Live from the Rochester Convention Center, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot, go network. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. What does Trigger have 
to say about life. If the Bible were completely silent on the status of the unborn, I would simply use reason and my moral system of you can't take human life. I don't understand why you can take human life before birth, but not after birth. People are hysterical on this issue, that there is an inability to forthright condemn in the most powerful terms possible threats to Supreme Court justices, because deep down, vast numbers of people on the left would like uh, a Supreme Court justice killed. There's no doubt in my mind. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Isn't it time you trade your old salt hog for a new wet technology water softener from Commerce? Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away, too. Save salt, save water, and your back. Go to Commerce.com. Commerce Water. That's Commerce.com. Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Rochester Civic Center in Rochester, Minnesota, for the Republican State Convention. And boy, what a Donny Brook we have uh, we, we've en- uh, enjoyed here this afternoon, Brad Carlson. Yeah, uh, I um, like I say, I've been saying multiple times now. Will Kendall Qualls uh, straw poll victories at BPOU conventions and CD7. How will that translate? Well, we're seeing how it is. People uh, find him very acceptable. He's been leading the past, uh, or at least his past ballot. So we've gotten to the impressed. lead over this past ballot. Yeah, so. very impressive. Well, so we're in the middle of candidate speeches. Mike Murphy is speaking right now, probably to be followed by Jensen and Qualls. We'll come back. He's uh, wrapping up right He's now. He's wrapped up, yeah. He's wrapped up right now. And with us uh, at this opportune moment to talk about uh, Mike Murphy, a fellow who uh, just introduced him from the stage during the last round of candidate speeches. Longtime friend of the broadcast, Mark Vyshovsky, joins us. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Mitch. I appreciate it. You're running for a Minnesota House uh, in District 33B, as you promised while you were on the broadcast here today. Your story, of course, a very compelling one. Uh, and I'll try and yell over Toby Keith here, uh, guys, here. It's just, it takes some doing. It takes practice, Mark. Trust me. So, uh, you are running for the Minnesota House. Now, you are uh, facing a primary battle right now. Uh, we, listeners are familiar with the story. You were a radiology technician, I believe. No, uh, no respiratory, respiratory therapist. Respiratory therapist. That's right. Something with an R, something with a T. You got it. I knew, I knew it was one of those. Uh, and uh, you, you want, uh, just on pure principle, fighting over the vaccine, you, you lost your job. And, uh, and you have taken that, that anger and that uh, to your race for the Minnesota State House. And for that, we congratulate you. Now, you are running up against a bit of a primary challenge right now. Tell us a little bit of what's it's happening. It's looking like it. So, yeah, I won the endorsement at convention, at our district convention, with 82% of the vote. Wow. And uh, she has not filed yet, but the opponent that I beat um, was invited by the HRCC to their campaign training, and I was not even alerted to it. It looks like Tina Riley is going to primary me, um, really? which is uh, just going to sharpen my blade even more. Uh, tell us a little bit more here. Uh, why, why should voters in 33B consider you over Tina Riley? Um, because I am, uh, you know, Tina's probably a fine candidate. I'm not here to bash anyone. I right. just, I know I'm the better candidate. Um, I've, uh, I've got the experience. I've got the grassroots following. Uh, as far the experience as far as speaking in front of people, I've got the grassroots following thousands of people. I've got hundreds of people willing to volunteer. I've raised a lot of money already. Um, you, 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 you have all that, but you also have a certain amount of anti-establishment uh, vibe going for you, which we saw as you were uh, out there in, in, in 
basically introducing Mike Murphy, who has really come out uh, and latched himself onto the whole anti-establishment thing here in the campaign, running against Kendall Qualls, who is has been anointed as the establishment uh, figure in this race. Apparently, right now. yeah. Who uh, so it seems, yeah, <laughs> unelected uh, official. At any rate, uh, so you, you're uh, you, you've thrown your hat in with uh, Mike Murphy right now, Mark Bischofsky. Yeah. Uh, you supporting uh, Mayor Murphy? I'd, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. So I early on I supported um, when I, I I'm new to politics, right? Um, and so I didn't, you know, when I, I at first I thought I was a Jensen guy. Right. And as I started to study all of the all of the candidates, I came to a clear con- conclusion myself that we needed an outsider. If we wanted to have palpable change with conservative values leading the way, I felt like we needed someone from the outside and I I met with all the candidates, I spoke with all of them and it's clear to me that Mike is that candidate and I believe he's the candidate that can win. Now, Mark, uh, talking about your race specifically, uh, St. Croix River Valley area? Correct. Okay. What are some, I mean, issues kind of are different around the state, but there's some, obviously, a lot that overlap. What are you hearing now that you're out of the campaign trail vying for this? Uh, I mean, you're already the endorsed candidate. What is kind of the predominant issue that you're hearing amongst constituents in your area? I think mostly right now it's the economy. Yeah? We have a, a, a big uh, population of retirement age folks. And, okay. Uh, they really like hearing getting rid of the Social Security tax. Oh, I bet, yeah. Oh, yeah. They like uh, hearing, uh, you know, get it, creating better business atmosphere. We're the fifth worst state in the, in the nation for doing business, yep. um, bringing more jobs to the area. Um, I think parental rights is the, uh, one of the next big issues. People want to have a voice in their schools for their children, uh, get the CRT out and the gender teaching and all that stuff. Absolutely. It's interesting seeing polling in uh, this past week that shows of all the issues that voters care about in this election, the one that comes in near the bottom in terms of measure results is COVID, the uh, issue that, that brought a lot of us here in the first place, Mark Pajowski. So, uh, so, so uh, you're, 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 headed for, uh, you're headed for a primary, it appears, so far right now. Scott Jensen, by the way, doing a bit of a stem winder out on the floor. And right by now. the way, Jeremy Munson, who is vying in the special election in Congressional District 1, uh, was up there speaking on behalf of Scott Jensen. So. Jeremy Munson, another long-time friend of the broadcast here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, you do these shows long enough. Eventually, you wind up talking with everyone. It's Pretty just, much, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so uh, what's what's next on the campaign trail for you, Mark Bischowski? Oh, it's uh, figuring out how to uh, um, organize these GOP data lists, and uh, I've got mailers going out. I'm going to be knocking doors next week, uh, raising money, uh, organizing fundraisers, and getting to know the constituency. I want to get out there, knocking the doors, talking to the people, and finding out what issues truly are most important in my district so that I can be their voice. Excellent. Yeah, and Mark, uh, obviously, before we only have a few minutes left, so want to be sure to get your uh, uh, logistical stuff in. Uh, website, social media presence, if people like what they hear, want to donate the campaign, because obviously we only need four seats in the House to flip it back to the uh, GOP Yeah, mine's going to be, I'm being told, is going to be the most contested and maybe the seat that flips the House red. Love it. Interesting. Okay. Well, this broadcast has a long history of being right there with the flipping candidate when they, yes. they get the news that they have flipped <laughs> that body. Of course, we're going back to 2010 Ten, here, yeah. but by that I was standing with 
both the House and Senate candidates when they got the news that they had flipped uh, their respective chambers uh, to the GOP. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed you on this one here as well. Maybe we can uh, you know, extend our record here, Mark Pachowski. At any rate, we'll Do you have a website, Mark, by the way? Yeah, so my website's mark4mnhouse.com. You can use either F-O-R or the numeral 4, mark4mnhouse.com. Um, my Facebook is uh, Mark for MN House. Um, my Twitter handle is Mark for MN House, so it's pretty universal. Nice and consistent. And, and Instagram is Mark Bashovsky. No, I'm just kidding. I was I was banned from Instagram. Well, and I don't know why. I honestly do not know why. I, I wish I, like, I could get banned from Instagram. I hate that thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's fine with me. <laughs> uh, Mark Bischofsky, uh we'll definitely have you on the broadcast again when we have yes. some time to talk without having to talk over uh, everyone else here. We definitely need to get the case out there in this race. Of course, we offer equal time uh, to your opponent as well here as we head towards the primaries. So, uh, Mark Bischofsky, a pleasure to talk to you as always here. Great to, uh, to get the word out here for you here. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it as well. Right. Just a couple minutes left. We'll the top that I believe we will carry over into the next hour just a little bit to 3 30 on the broadcast here today so yeah we're uh, definitely waiting for ballot number five uh thanks Mark we uh yeah we're definitely waiting for ballot number five to see if there's any appreciable movement here and if it's it appears to be if it's going to be anywhere it's going to be coming from potentially the Murphy campaign we don't know to where and we don't know how much yeah you know he's uh he took over first place uh, temporarily on the third ballot, then cratered and fell back to third place. Yep. Uh, Kendall Qualls seems to have the momentum right now, and God bless yeah. Dr. Jensen, his speech right now, he looked like he was begging people to come into his camp. But it's it, like Murphy Murphy uh, did not back down at all. He he was yeah. all in for this next vote. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. The I next, mean, next vote, which should be teeing up in a little under a minute right now. We're going to be going to break here in just about uh, f- uh, just a, a couple of seconds here, uh, within the next minute or so here. Yeah, we got a minute left. And, uh, and, of course, the candidate speeches are down under 30 seconds. Sheila Qualls right now, by the way, working in the room here. And uh, that's, uh, I, I fully expect to see uh, an airdrop of pizzas or something arriving on the floor on behalf of some campaign or another. It's, it's that time of the race here, Brad Carlson. I'm thinking so, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, now if we were, if, you know, we were conducting any kind of wagers, we're not uh, endorsing wagering of any kind, but yes, sir. who would be the candidate that would... Uh Make such a move, um, boy! Yeah. You know, I think I, th- I think Mike Murphy might know a restaurateur uh, or two that's so, grateful. Yeah, yeah. Possibly here, we'll see. We should find out soon. Here, this is the Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Rochester Convention Center. Uh, Canada speeches are wrapping up. Canada so. speeches wrapping up, and we're heading into ballot number five. We should have news about that. Hopefully, not long after we come back from break. Here, I'm going to stick around for another segment here. I believe uh, I do have to hit the road here shortly. Uh, because of a prior engagement, which, by golly, I, I wish I could take that one back. This is a Donnybrook, Brad Carlson. It's a beautiful I, drive, Mitch Berg, so uh, if, that's a, if that's any consolation. I'll so. be listening all the way up to, uh, to Garrison here, folks. We'll talk about that <laughs> maybe when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Uh, we, we're, we're not quite done yet. The fun appears to be just beginning live here at Rochester.
hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. In 2008, I wrote The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. The millennials I wrote about have grown up now with little faith, patriotism, knowledge, art and literature, civics, without purpose and looking to fill the void. They found the answer in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation. Get Mark Bauerlein's timely new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, wherever books are sold. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. How many servings of fruits and vegetables do you have in your fridge right now? If you're like most people, the answer is simply not enough. But who can? It is difficult to keep your family stocked up with the recommended amounts of fruits and vegetables every day without a daily trip to the grocery store. If only there was a way to get all the recommended fruits and vegetables into your diet. Balance of Nature is the easiest way to do just that. Balance of Nature utilizes years of scientific research to give you the most efficient way to eat your fruits and vegetables on a daily basis. We source fruits and vegetables that meet our rigorous standards of quality and quickly put them through an advanced cold, dark drying process, locking in the dense nutrient content. This food is then ground up and placed into capsules for you to take at your convenience. Make eating healthy easy by going online to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751. And be sure to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code BALANCE. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.